Our reading this morning is going to come from the book of uh, Psalm, chapter 10, if you want to turn there and mark there for just a moment. And also in the book of 2 Kings, chapter 17, you can turn to those two places here in just a moment if you want to turn again to Psalm, chapter 10, and mark that spot in the book of 2 Kings, chapter 17. Psalm chapter 10, 2 Kings chapter 17. Um, And then I want to go over and read a few verses in the New Testament and the book of Romans here in a minute. But I want you to mark, if you can, uh, the book of Psalm chapter 10, 2 Kings chapter 17. And we will get to those places here in just a moment. But before we do, I want to turn into the New Testament for just a minute to the book of Romans chapter 1. I cannot tell you how many times as a kid growing up I was thoroughly convinced that I had hidden things from my parents and I found out later on they knew all about it. I just, I thought they didn't know this or they didn't know that and I'm not going to probably get into confession with you but there was a lot of things I felt like that I could do in my life or not a lot of things but there were several things I would do in my life and nobody knew. What we're going to read about in the Old Testament in the book of Second Kings here in just a moment is that the people of Israel had gone into captivity and the reason was God was telling them because they had done some things that they felt like were being done secretly. So this morning we're going to talk about two, maybe three different kind of things this morning. First, we believe that there's secret things that we do in life and God sees all. But I also believe this. We're going to see some scripture this morning that our society is teaching That if you do something good, you need to let everybody else know. In other words, you need to kind of toot your own horn and let everybody know what kind of good you've done. But God is going to see even the secret things that you do. The good things and the bad things. But I also believe that there's another thing. We may or may not get to that this morning, but there's a revelation. There's secret things that God has. And it's not that God is keeping things from us, but things are hidden for us. There's a lot of things, I believe, that transpire for you and I today that we do not see. You know, I'm amazed at even the the infants that are here this morning. I'm amazed at how you can take an infant, you can look at an infant and all their cuteness and all their, uh, and, and, and the ways about them, and it's hard to look down upon them and see that inside of them is sin. It's not like we become sinners at some point in our life later on, The difference is God reveals that sin later on in our life. These infants here this morning, they may or may not start crying. You may hear them kind of laugh or whatever happens. There's a sinful nature about people and God has not revealed that yet. But that doesn't mean that sinful nature is not there. There are things about us today that God reveals. God sees things nobody else does. You see, for me, I was a member of the church for several years. And as far as everybody else knew, I was a safe person. I went to church. I was a member of the church. But God had revealed and I knew that I was not a saved person. And I knew that. So what are these things? Let's read Romans, if we can, chapter 1. And let's skip down in the 17th verse. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. In other words, from my faith the faith that you're going to hear and read these things. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven 
against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. So again, notice the revelation and where the revelation comes from. In other words, nothing is secret in heaven. And that's what I want you to notice this morning. Maybe that will be our title. There are no secrets in heaven. God knows all. He sees all. He knows all of these things. There's no secrets in heaven. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Because that which may be known of God is manifest. And when we say manifest, that means it becomes obvious in them. For God hath showed it unto them. Did you hear what he said? He said, for God hath showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen. I, I, I want to ponder for just a second. All the things today, you know how sometimes we kind of want to reveal things to other people? God clearly sees everything about every one of us. There's no secrets in heaven this morning. God sees our lifestyles. God sees our heart. God sees the good things that we do. God sees the evil things that we cannot see. God sees all things. He says they are clearly seen. Being understood by the things that are made, even His eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. So we're going to pause reading right there and we want to go back into the book of Psalms. And I want to read in Psalms chapter 10 for just a minute. Psalms chapter 10. And I want to skip down to about the 8th verse there. And let's talk about what is it that's hidden? The, the evil and the, and, and the hurtful things that are there. He sitteth in the lurking places of the villages. Again, there's no secrets in heaven. Does God see all? Absolutely he does. He sitteth in the lurking places of the villages... In the secret places doth he murder the innocent. His eyes are privately set against the poor. He lieth in wait secretly as a lion in his den. In other words, there's hidden things that are there, things to hurt us, things that are there. He said, there's things that lie secretly as a lion in his den. He lieth in wait to catch the poor. He doth catch the poor when he draweth him into his net. You'll notice how that there's secret things drawing us out that we don't know exist and we need God to reveal them or we're going to get caught, as he said, in his net. He croucheth himself and humbled himself that the poor may fall by his strong ones. Last verse in Psalms. He hath said in his heart, God hath forgotten. He hideth his face. He will never see it. Do you think today that God is hiding from us the things that we need to see? Absolutely not. I believe that there's things that God wants us to see and experience in our life, but we have to be willing to see these things. For let's go to 2 Kings now. The only time in the New the Old Testament this word secretly is used. 2 Kings chapter 17, if you mark there, let's skip on down to about the ninth verse, if you will. And the children of Israel did secretly those things that were not right against the Lord their God. And they built them high places in all their cities from the tower of the watchman to the fenced 
city. This morning, I want you to see all these places I read to you about secret things, hidden things. And I believe there's two different aspects we're going to look at. There's secret things that we want to hide, but God sees them. And there's things today that, that may not be seen by men, the good things that we do. And you know what? We don't have to always know that because God knows that the very truth of that. L let's word that a little bit different. There are people that are lost, and as far as we know, only that individual in God knows their condition. I believe there are people that are saved that only they and God knows their condition. Now, just because it's not told or just because it's not said, does that mean that these things are not true or they don't exist? That's not what we're saying. What we're saying is today, there are no secrets with God. If you're lost, God knows you're lost and you know you're lost, and that's no secret. Matter of fact, a secret's not a secret once it's been revealed. And that's what he revealed unto, uh, uh, to Israel there is that he revealed, he said, you're trying to do things in secret. He said, these things are not secret anymore. So if God reveals these things and a person knows that they're lost, it's not a secret anymore. God knows and they know. You know what you can keep a secret? You can keep a secret from everybody else that you've never been saved by the grace of God and that you know you're lost. You can keep that a secret. You can keep a secret today uh, of a lot of things. Maybe even the fact of you've been saved and you've never told another individual. You know what? That could be a secret, but it's not truly a secret between you and God. If God knows it and you know it, it's not a secret. So God intends for us to share these things. But of all these things that we see, God knows all of these things. So reading that there in the book of 2 Kings chapter 17, he tells them and he warns them. He says, you know what? You as a people have gone out, and he says, and the children of Israel did secretly those things that were not right against the Lord their God. So they did things in secret, but God saw these things. I want to tell you something. Let me give you some comfort this morning. God knows the secrets not only of my life, but he knows the secrets of all of our lives. Now God's not revealing, and God's not, I would say revealing, he's not revealing to you the secrets of my life. Aren't you glad for that? Aren't you glad today that God's not going to your mamas and your daddies and your neighbors and your teachers and revealing to them the things that you have done? That's what makes this so personal is God reveals things strictly between He and you. Now, if it goes outside of those two, then it's by your choice. In other words, if you tell people you're lost, that's your choice. If you tell people you're saved, that's your choice. You know, and if you tell people all the good things that you've done in your life, that's your choice. But God sees all of these things. He said, you've done all of these. For we recall some scripture back in the book of Genesis chapter 3. Some very familiar scripture. It says that Genesis chapter 3, let me read to you verse 6. And when the women saw, the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and it was pleasant to the eyes, and desired to make one wise, she took the fruit thereof, and did eat, and also gave to her husband, and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together, and made aprons. They heard a voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. You mean to tell, let me, let me ask you something. Let's word this a little different. Do you think there's a difference in an attempt to do something and successfully doing something? 
Absolutely there is. You can attempt to hide from God, but you will never successfully hide anything from God. You know what I used to find interesting, and you men never was like this, especially when I was lost, I would sit in a church service, and when the preacher was preaching, I did everything I could to get the person in front of me's head lined up where I didn't have to see the preacher. It's bad enough seeing the preacher, but if I didn't have to see him, it just seemed like things were better for me. But you see today, here's the thing is that we can hide from people. I cannot tell you how many times I would hide in a closet. I would get in my car. You might go somewhere and hide for a little while and try to, uh, to, to, to get your thoughts together or just kind of relax a little bit. We had all of these things. But notice what happened to Adam and Eve. They got in the garden. They tried to hide themselves from God. But here's the thing. God knew exactly where they were. And it's not because he had a chip on them and he had the GPS to locate them. It's because he's an all-knowing God and he knows everything. He knows everything. And notice what happened. It says, And they hid from the Lord amongst the trees. And the Lord God called unto Adam and he said, Where art thou? So that very easily could be interpreted. God did not know. God asked a question. Where art thou? If you remember, God does not ask questions for his knowledge and wisdom. It's for you to say, are you really thinking you're hiding from the one that knows exactly where you are? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and hid himself. You'll notice there's some confession coming out. And he said, who told thee that thou wast naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree thereof? I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat. He knew these things. But what he's saying is, you did exactly what I told you not to do. And I believe that you'll see is that God today over and over and over again in the lives of people, He's revealing you cannot hide. And we're going to talk about the good things in a minute, but we can't hide these things uh, from God. For if you turn over one more chapter there in the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 4, notice what we read here in the book of, uh, in, in the account of, of Cain and Abel. Genesis chapter 4, and let's skip down to about the 8th verse. And Cain talked with Abel his brother, and it came to pass... Then they were, when they were in the field, that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and slew him. So he was going to hide from God a little bit. And then the Lord said unto Cain, Where is Abel thy brother? And he said, I know not. Am I my brother's keeper? God knew that Abel had gone out. He knew the, he knew the murder he'd committed. He knew the, 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 the covering up of all of these sins. He knew all of these things that had transpired, folks. There's no secrets in heaven. There's nothing hid from God. And that's good and that's bad. And we're going we're gonna to talk about some of those in a minute. God knows all of these things that are transpiring in our lives. God knows all about them. He knows our motive. He knows our reasons. He knows all of these things. So you may be sitting here this morning and you've never been saved and you are keeping that a secret. There's no secrets in heaven, folks. He knows you're lost and you know you're lost. You may be sitting here this morning and you've been saved and you've never told anybody. You may have never said, you know what, the Lord saved me here at church or there at home or there on my job or in my car. You may have never told that and you're keeping a secret. You know what, there's some things today that we're going to see that, 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 that God is teaching us that, 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 that He reveals the hidden things so that we might know He is an all-knowing God. And you know what, today, if you've ever been saved by the grace of God, my prayer would be that you're willing to tell others about what God has done for you, that you're willing to tell about uh, the good things that God has bestowed upon you in your life. For in the book of 2 Samuel chapter 12, 
if you remember what happened to David, he, David, first of all, should have gone to war one day and he didn't go to war. So while he was there, he looked out to his neighbor over there, a lady by the name of Bathsheba. And instead of David being at war, in other words, there's also a lesson of when we're in the wrong place, things happen. But David looked at Bathsheba and the, the story goes is that Bathsheba was married to another man. But what David did is basically he commits a sin uh, and there's a child that's conceived. And so you know what he tries to do? He tries to say, I'm going to cover it up. I'm going to bring the, 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 the husband home and then they're going to think this child belongs to the husband. But you know what? The husband says, no, I'm not. So basically what happens is, is that David then commits murder to try to cover all these things up. Now, David, could you imagine, had lived and he had done these things and he thought he, was, he had successfully hidden these things from people. And you know what? I don't have a clue whether he had hidden them from people or not, but we know this, he never had hidden these things from God. For let me read over in the book of 2 Samuel chapter 12. There was a man by the name of Nathan. Now, Nathan come along and he was just simply going to do what God had, had, had bid him to do. Notice what happened here in 2 Samuel chapter 12. And let's begin reading if we can in about verse... Let's read verse 1. And the Lord sent Nathan unto David. Now do you believe God sends people and uses people? Absolutely do I believe in that. Not that, not that we have magic of ourselves, but God can use us. For it said here, And God sent Nathan unto David, and he came unto, and, and said unto him, so here's this analogy, here's this parable. He said, there were two men in one city. One was rich, in other words, had lots. One was poor that didn't have very much. So you got David that had David and his, and his, uh, and his wives and his lifestyle. And then you also had uh, Absalom and his lifestyle. And you see the, the, the things that were going to happen. Let's read here. It says, the rich had exceeding many flocks and herds. In other words, he had a lot of things. But the poor had nothing save one little ewe lamb, which he brought and nourished up, and it grew up together with him and with his children. It did eat of his own meat and drank of his own cup and lay in his bosom and was unto him a daughter. Fourth verse says, And there came a traveler unto a rich man, and he spared to take of his own flock of his own herd and dress for the wayfaring man that was coming to him, and took the poor man's lamb and dressed it for the man that was come to him. So you, you can see the story. He said, you've got one person that's got all the flock. He goes out of here and takes somebody else's because he gets greedy thinking, I want this too. And you know what? Notice what David said. And David's anger was greatly kindled against the man. And he said unto Nathan, if there's somebody that has a great flock and they go after somebody that only has one, he said, shame on them and they should have consequences for what they do. You know what's amazing? When we step back and look at our lives and our situations, we think things should be different for others than we do for ourselves. And notice what David did. He says, and he was kindred, greatly kindled against the man. And he said to Nathan, as the Lord liveth, the man that hath done this thing shall surely die. He said, this man deserves to die. That's a pretty harsh statement. Now remember, David thought, remember David, here he is telling, he says, 
This, this man that's stealing somebody else's livestock, he says, he deserves to die. He's got all his livestock. He goes after somebody that only has one. He said, he deserves to die. Remember, David thought he had covered up his sin with Bathsheba. Then Nathan said to David, Thou art the man. Could you imagine what David felt like when God said, But that's you. Everything you thought was secret, he said, here it is. You think that you're going to sneak in church this morning and you're going to sit there and just kind of just sneak in and you're going to sneak out. But you know what? God knows exactly where you are. He knows everything about you. He knows whether you've been saved. He knows whether you're lost. He knows if you're a member of the church that's never been saved. He knows if you're a, 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 a not a member of the church, but you have been saved. He knows all these circumstances and situations, and I'm glad he is. Now, from that aspect, I'm glad that God knows these things. But here we see that it's troublesome about how that God knows all of these things that we face here in our life. In the New Testament, we see Ananias and Sapphira in Acts chapter 5. Acts chapter 5 in the very first verse, but a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession and kept back part of the price. His wife also being privy to it, which just means uh, just trying to, we're talking about being privy to it, just saying they're trying to hide these things and aware of what's going on, and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and keep back part of the price of the land? So here's what happens. You've got people that will try to do something for God and say, well, God, I know the truth, but I'm, not, I'm, I'm going to kind of keep this back. He says, why are you trying to lie to the Holy Ghost? He said, the Holy Ghost knows the truth, the whole truth, and all about these things. You know what, this morning, if you're here and you're lost, why, one, why do you want to lie to yourself saying you've never been saved? But let's just ask you this, why do you lie to the Holy Ghost? For the Holy Ghost knows that you are lost. God's Holy Ghost knows that you've never been saved. And all that matters is there's no secrets in heaven. If heaven knows you're unprepared, then unprepared you are. But you know what? The old devil comes along and he'll try to lie to you and say, well, you're not really saved. Uh, when you have been saved. Are you here this morning and maybe you're one of those that you're trying to lie to the Holy Ghost and the Holy Ghost is trying to tell you you belong to me. Look at the peace you have in your life. Look at the the, the, the drive and the, and the desire to do His will. He, the Holy Ghost is trying to tell you these things and you're going to lie to the Holy Ghost saying, well, I don't know if I've ever been saved. You know whether you've been saved or not and we know these things because God reveals these things. There's no secrets in heaven, folks. Now, there's a whole lot of secrets going on here, and I don't mean good or bad. I'm just saying there's things that we don't know about each other. I feel like that I know most of you pretty well, but you know what? I don't know the condition of your souls this morning. I don't know what's on your heart this morning. I don't know all these things, and I'm glad that we serve a God that we cannot lie to the Holy Ghost because He knows all of these things. There's nothing secret with God. For in the book of Deuteronomy, let me turn back and read for, for just a minute if I may. Deuteronomy, the 29th chapter, in the 29th verse, it says, The secret things belong unto the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong unto us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law. For notice what he said. The secret things belong unto the Lord, but those things which are revealed belong unto us. If God has revealed your lost, I don't know if this is the right way to say this, but that's on you. 
It's up to you to do something about it. If God has showed you that you're saved and that secret has been revealed and He has shown you these things, it's on you to say that, that I've been saved and, and unite with the Lord's church or whatever you need to do. You see, God already knows these things. But what has He revealed to you? So this morning, do you think there's any secrets in heaven? No, there's not. What is it that we have about us that, 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 that maybe we try to, to hide from God in all of these things? And we know that God is all about uh, desiring that we might tell about the good things that He has done for us. For God has been good to us in all aspects of our life if we've been saved. For Jeremiah chapter 23. Jeremiah the 23rd chapter and the 23rd verse. Jeremiah, notice what he says in the 23rd chapter, in the 23rd verse. Am I a God at hand, saith the Lord, and not a God afar off? Can any hide himself in secret places that I shall not see him, saith the Lord? Do not I feel heaven and earth, saith the Lord? Sometimes we feel like that there's places God does not feel. Sometimes, I'm going to kind of give you a, a mental image. Sometimes I'll pick up a, a jar of peanut butter and as thick as that stuff is down there at the bottom of it, there's a little hole where it hadn't quite settled down. There's a little area that, that the, the peanut butter has not got way down the jar. But you know what? You take that same jar, you fill it full of water when it's empty, there's not going to be any little pockets or bubbles. In other words, it doesn't fill up the jar in its fullness. Name me a place on this earth. If there was one little corner you could go and hide from God, then God would not be God and know everything. There is not one place you can go and hide from God. There's not one corner. There's not one treetop. There's not one valley. There's not one uh, nook or crevice that you can go to that we can hide from God. And that's what Jeremiah is saying. He says, can any hide himself in a secret place that I shall not see him? Where are you at today? God knows where you're at. We, we, we put out warnings all the time that so-and-so is lost or uh, that, that they need to be found and we don't know where they're at. But here's the thing, folks. There is nobody that God does not know where they are. Now, they may be lost or in, in an unknown place to people, but they're not lost to God. And God knows all of these things. But do we believe this morning that, that, that God is, is, is desiring to, uh, to show us that He knows all. He's an all-knowing God. He's an all-seeing God. He knows all of these things. But I want to change gears for just a minute. Because seemingly it's so easy for people to do things. And then they want the whole world to see what all good they've done. Now, I understand the business side of that. Let me say it like that. Businesses, you want to show that we're doing this for our communities and that, and it's, it's kind of those things. But for Christian people today, do we do things to be seen of men or to be seen of God? And that's a pretty deep question that you have to ask yourself. For I want to turn to the book of Matthew for just a minute. Chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. We talk about the things that we, people are not shy of letting you know everything they do. Matter of fact, we've even come up with this phrase like, that's just too much information. You know, I don't I have to know everything about you. But you know what? Some people feel like it's just their business to tell everybody everything they've got and everything they're doing. And all because we want people to see what we're doing and what we have. Well, Matthew chapter 6, I'm not saying we can't do some of those things. Matthew chapter 6, 
Let me read you a few verses if I can begin verse 1. Take heed that do you know your, do not your alms, which remember, we're not talking about everything that we do. It's your charitable deeds. In other words, if you're doing something for to try to be good, he says, why do you do those? Do you do them to be seen of them? Otherwise, you have no reward of your Father which is in heaven. In other words, if you're applauded for what you've done, then how is God being glorified? Therefore, when thou doest thine alms, and again, these are charitable deeds, do not sound a trumpet. I can almost assure you, if somebody walks in that door and starts sounding a trumpet, we're probably, every one of us, going to turn around and look. And by the way, while you're turned around looking, look at what I'm doing. You can hand something off and say, hey, I've got somebody in need. Look at what I'm giving them. In other words, I can get your attention. Now you look at me and you look at what I'm doing. Folks, nobody can look at your heart. And that's where all of these good deeds come from. He said, you don't go out here and sound a trumpet before thee as the hypocrites do. You know what the hypocrites are, don't you? They're stage players or what we might even call actors. These are people that they're not sincere. They're, they're making it look like they are. He says, but they're not. He says, they do it in the synagogues and in the streets that they may have glory of men. They're not doing it. There's a difference in doing things to be seen of men versus doing it for God and being seen by men. In other words, you're doing it for God, seen by men versus doing it for men to be seen of men. Two different things. He says that they may have glory of me, and verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But when thou doest thine alms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth. We do things spontaneously, not saying, let's slow down and see if somebody can see what we're doing. He says, you do it where your left hand don't know it, but your right hand doeth. It says, and that thine alms may be in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret himself shall reward thee openly. Are you thankful today that God sees the secret things? Now just a minute ago, I didn't change the table on you for a minute. Just a minute ago, we were ashamed and we were worried. God, we see all of these things. The adultery in David. We see that God saw Adam and Eve hiding. If God saw all these things, then then then, then we, we don't like that. That concerns us. But now let's look at it. Of all the things that you do, you don't have to be seen of men. Nobody else has to see what's going on. He says, for I, he said, talking about what seeth in secret, shall reward thee openly. And he also says that like for a prayer. And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are for the love. For they love to stand, pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have that reward. But when thou prayest, notice what he said. When thou prayest. Enter into thy closet. In other words, he said, I want you to get into this, this innermost room where nobody else is going to see you. He said, you need to enter in. He said, and shut the door. Pray to thy Father which is in secret. In other words, we're talking to someone that's unseen. And thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. I'm a believer this morning that God knows all about our prayer life. I believe God knows all about the things that we do and I believe that when we don't worry about being seen of men, we're setting these treasures up in heaven. Well, well, well preacher, does that mean when we get to heaven that they're still going to be hidden somewhere for nobody else to know about? Revelation chapter 20. Let's turn back and read for just a minute. Revelation 20 verse 11, John said this, And I saw a great white throne 
And him that sat on it from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened. And another book, singular, was opened, which is the book of life. The dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. In other words, he says, these things that you've done on this earth, he says, they're being revealed throughout all of eternity. If you're saved, all of eternity, you're going to be saved. You're going to heaven. If you're not found written in the book of life, you're going to hell. All of eternity is going to know that. Now, what about the things that you've done here? And he says, and he talks about, he says, and they were all, he said, judged, he says, which were written in the books according to their works. Do you believe today that God desires for us to, to, to realize that, that people may not see the things that we do, but God knows all about them. God knows all about the things that we do here in this life. For I'm going to close here in just a minute in the book of Ecclesiastes. If I can read this verse. Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and in the 13th verse. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep His commandments. For this is the whole duty of men. For God shall bring every work into judgment and every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. Would you agree with me if I say we have a tendency for people to only see the good things that go on? That's just our nature. We want people to see the good. But you know what God does? God sees the good and the bad in you. But you know what? God loves us either way. Aren't you glad this morning that God loves us every way? There's a lot of things that God wants to reveal to us and to show us in our life. And I believe that God has a purpose for you in your life. For the psalmist tells us, he said, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a guide unto my path. Why? God wants to show us these things. What has God revealed unto you this morning? Folks, there's no secrets in heaven. There's no secrets in heaven. He knows if you're lost this morning. He knows if you're saved this morning. He knows your condition. You may have told everybody. And you know what? That's okay. You may not have told a soul. But you know what? God knows all about it. Where are you at this morning? Are you lost and need to get saved? This is a wonderful time and opportunity to do that. Are you here and you've been saved and you've never told it? There's a secret. But God and the, and the, and the Holy Ghost has revealed that unto you. But you just don't quite know to sure to tell it. I'll tell you this. If God showed it to you, you don't need any other uh, authority figure to tell you that. God will do that. And you'll not find any more peace than the peace that God will give you. This morning, there's no secret things in heaven. God sees all. He knows all. I want us to get a song here this morning if we could. What things do you have on your heart? Are you lost and need to be saved? Are you saved and need to tell it? Are you saved today and then we've got some things in our lives we need to clean up? Whatever it is today, may we be submissive knowing that God sees all. As we sing the song we picked out. 546, I'll be there.